Welcome back, family. Lance Curve here with another message, another thought, another thing that passes through that I think that maybe someone would have uh, an advantage from knowing. I don't claim to know everything, but I have had a lot of experience with human nature, good and bad, uh, self-reflection, personal growth, as now that is the new aim of this channel. You see, no matter what I do in this world, I will be viewed at or viewed as the packaging I come in. If you can see past that, then you'll see the value of me. Even if you look like me, lots of times when something is put out into the world of value, of deeper introspection, it's dismissed because it couldn't be anything. I'm not here anymore to wrestle with anybody that way, to prove myself, to seek validation. I'm not here for that. If you think this is of no value to you or you can't enjoy this conversation, I'm not in that race anymore. It's a whole new phase of life for me. And I'm so thankful for that. Anyway, the title, Defeat Begins in the Mind. You're already beaten. When defeat begins in the mind, before you even begin to go after the goal, to go after the dream, to go after what you feel fulfills you, there is a pre-wiring in many of us, not all of us, but many who have achieved have had to deal with this phenomenon of being defeated in the mind first, usually because of the seeds of doubt that are placed in your mind that grow over time, that when you think about it and the defeat beginning in the mind, you feel it's you when in fact it wasn't. You see, seeds take time to grow. They don't grow overnight. Some seeds grow faster than others, but others take time. So when we say defeat begins in the mind, I look at boxing, the sport of boxing, and long before a blow is landed on the opponent, they have a thing called trash talking where you talk about the opponent, you talk about the opponent's looks, you talk about their skills, it's a thing designed to get into your mind, to beat you down, to have you already defeated. So when you see in the banner, the photo of Muhammad Ali in his fight against Sonny Liston, he, tra he did so much trash talk and acted so crazy that we all believe that it got under his skin, although at the time, Sonny Liston was viewed as one of the most destructive wrecking machines ever in the history of boxing. You know, over Joe Lewis, over Jack Johnson, over all of those who came before him, Rocky Marciano. See, Sonny Liston had an image about him, but he wasn't really that imposing. He was like a little boy inside. I've known people personally like that. They try to put on a facade of being invincible, of being so tough, of being so strong, but deep down, they're like little boys. 
I believe Muhammad Ali knew this about Sonny Liston. See, Sonny Liston was a guy who was big and strong, and he actually worked for the mob, the mafia. He collected money that was old, and usually it wasn't from just a kind word. He broke bones. He broke limbs. He busted jaws. So in the street, being backed by mobsters who will kill you, he really added on to his imagery, which, according to the press at that time, <laughs> they didn't accept that. And why couldn't you be like Joe Lewis? Why couldn't you be like Rocky Marciano? It was a different twist on the whole thing about being a big, black, imposing heavyweight when compared to Jack Johnson, who grew up in a different time. So those back in the days who didn't like Jack Johnson because racism and, and the KKK and anything black was bad, he's beating white men. But it was a different thing with Charles Sonny Liston because he wasn't America's poster boy. Not that Muhammad Ali was. At the time, his name was known as Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay, when he accepted going into the nation of Islam and changing his name to Muhammad Ali, further demonized him. So that's a whole different story. At this particular time, Muhammad Ali said so many things, acted crazy, unlike anyone in the history of boxing. So we believe it did get to his head like, how is this guy so confident to say these things to me and just to stare from any, at anybody else would make them melt? Because he saw past the facade. Muhammad Ali, or a.k.a. Cassius Clay, as he was known then, saw past the facade of this big, strong monster who's going to get you. He saw the little boy in Sonny Liston. And I see a lot of little boys running around here around town or in the world. Women, too, who are not little boys. Now, we're not saying that. But if they, you have a supervisor, a female supervisor on your job who's riding your back and you know, people trying to antagonize you and break you down. It's only because of their own insecurity. But they cannot defeat you unless you let them. They're only acting out like that because they're afraid of being revealed for the insecurities that they have that's riding their mind. Defeat begins in the mind. Understand that. But in my deepest thoughts, as this topic was suggested to me from a very good close friend of mine. I began to think about it. Defeat begins in the mind. And from what I see, as I said before, when we're born, we're born with a clean slate. We might be an old soul, but for this assignment at this particular time, we are born with a clean slate. That being said, we come into the world as a child, as children, and we're open vessels. We're open vessels to our environment. We're open vessels to our atmosphere. And that will determine how we think. Will we think in a positive manner? Will we think in a negative manner? What we're learning now about ourselves and how we reflect the atmosphere that we grew up in. How would that turn out? Are we easily defeated? Will the proper components put in us mentally, spiritually, and physically? Yes, to have physical confidence also. 
Were they put into us from young? Were we inputted with the proper thoughts to feel and know that as long as we apply ourselves and work hard and focus, we will never be defeated? Or, or were we neglected when we were younger? Just tossed some food, a room to sleep in, maybe a room to sleep in with a bunch of brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter. But lots of times when we weren't treated as an individual or had our individual needs met, we're at a loss when adversarial powers come at us because we were treated as a group and not as an individual to develop our personalities to be strong. So a lot goes on in the mind long before we're put on the track of life or our boots are hitting the ground in life. So oftentimes I go back to people's childhood when they give up so fast, when they're defeated so fast, when they allow defeat to overcome them, it's got to be a childhood thing. Yes, we can play a game of ping pong and I can lose. It doesn't mean that my childhood was deficient because you outpointed me in a game of ping pong. But what I'm talking about in life, out here in this shark infested world of the engineered man-made world, Nature's world is fine. It's self-healing. We're always talking about the engineered world when we have to deal with these adversarial forces. And so when we are brought up as these open vessels, if the only type of conversation that you heard was something that wasn't edifying or strengthening to your resolve in your deep down in your mental and spiritual and emotional DNA, when you step out into the world, when something really happens of a challenge or something you must overcome and surmount, you look within to what was put inside of you and you find nothing. You find nothing to draw from, nothing put in you. Yes, you were fed. Yes, the elements were kept off of you because you were raised in a dwelling, whether it's a home, a mansion or a tent. There are a lot of people out here who have lots of wealth, inherited wealth, earned wealth. That's only because of the manipulation of the stock market or, or a job or investments, real estate. I'm not saying that's bad. But many people that we look at as great because they've achieved great material success. We don't understand that they don't have the mental makeup. When the going gets tough. To go after this thing and defeated as opposed to being defeated in the mind. These open vessels that were never tested, that were never put to the test by good parenting, good upbringing. Before you come off the assembly line as a vehicle, they have to put every part of that car to the test. So they know that once it hits the showroom floor or the showroom or dealership parking lot, that it's good to go. Yes, they have to prep it because dust will collect on it. But once they prep it and just get the dust and clean it and detail it, that they can sell it with confidence. But most of the time, most of us, not all of us, 
We come from some level of dysfunction in our families. And lots of times, there are pre-existing generational issues that are there that either we're running away from or we're trying to correct. But most of the time, families ignore these things. How does that work? But they do it. And in ignoring these things, you inherit the rhythm that 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 dysfunctional way of seeing things you inherit that and so your mind is flavored with this mentality that is not prepared for the battles in the growth spurts because growth has to be earned physically you think well i just eat food and grow yeah but what about on a spiritual level what about on a Mental level, how do you get that college degree? How do you graduate to the next class? We know that the educational system is really indoctrination. We understand that. And it's limited and, and, and you can't even compare it to the hands-on. But the bottom line, how do you get to that next level? You have to study. You have to apply yourself. And healing is needed. And any proper parent knows that when you have a child, you have to teach them to clean themselves because you're not always going to be around. You have to teach them also how to self-reflect and heal. If a child is brought up in a, in a household of chaos, how are they going to know about meditating? How are they going to know about being still? Are they allowed time to themselves? Do they have space in that household for themselves or are they all cramped up in one room? I'm not knocking anybody who may not have the accommodations to have their own room. But if you're a parent, you have to make sure that that child is treated as an individual. I'm going to say it again. And I catch a lot of flack from that. About, a, about what I'm about to say. I had a proper household with parents who were loving and treated me a certain way, exposed me to different things, spent time together with them and separate with the both of them separately. They were together, but you need that alone time with your father as a son or a daughter. You need that alone time with your mother as a son or a daughter. You need that alone time with both your parents. And the conversations have to be something that you can absorb to make you strong for the outside world that you are eventually going to have to venture into. So let's go back and think about our childhoods when we have these jacked up ways. And then we have people who, and we're going to get back to defeat, but I'm setting the foundation. And then we have these people who are envious of the next family that they see. They might be friends with someone and see that the parents are loving. And it's a home that's conducive to growth and protection. It's the ultimate school. School that you go to, that's nothing compared to what you go through in your household. If it's something good or bad, because it's more of an impression and an imprint on your soul. So in the name of healing. Lots of us look at the issues that we have in relationships right now and think it's a right now thing. But usually from what I see, and I don't have any letters or any certificates from any of the schools of so-called higher learning, but I'm, gonna, I'm a man who learned from experience. 
I'll tell you this. It's usually something that traces back to your childhood, whether you want to admit it or not. I see so many jacked up people, and I'm not seeing it as a put down. But you have a responsibility that if no one is there to have brought you up properly, you need to go back and auto-correct what it is. So that way your mind is strong. But most of the time we are dealing with adults who have extreme insecurities and deficiencies in how they think and emotional connections that are toxic to the past that has nothing to do with the future and has nothing to do with the present. So that messes up their ability to have healthy relationships. They may have fragmented, partial, wounded relationships. Relationships based in pain. Relationships based on some whatever. We don't know what will come out of that box. But we have to correct it because it will never be right. I know so many different people that I don't try to analyze people. But when I have people in my circle and they begin to act in a peculiar way, I trace it back and I say, aha, that's exactly what it is. And I know myself. I know myself. I know what it is that I like and I don't like. And I know why I am the way I am when it comes to certain situations that I don't, that I despise. I value my space. I don't like anybody barging in on my space, my physical space. Because when I was young, I had my own room, my own TV, my own space. My door would be unlocked. My mother and father respected me and knocked on the door and asked if it's okay for me to come in or for them to come in. And I did the same for them. I didn't just barge in on their room and, and invade their privacy. I don't know what I might have seen if I did that. But some people are not brought up in a very sensitive manner this way to be aware of somebody else's feelings. So they just operate on a very low vibrational animalistic level. And now we have these people who grow up with this dysfunctional way of, of, of living and they become adults who have children. So what are they going to tell the children? How are they going to guide them? It's usually a situation where it's a generational transferal of dysfunction. So now when you have people who are raised up this way, open vessels who are, I would say, damaged because they're fed the wrong information on how to see life. They adopt the mental habit of defeat because if you grew up in a household where nothing really specially, really special happened in that bloodline, the minute that you pro proclaim that you want to accomplish something of note in the world, here comes a negative talk to smash your dreams. And when it's like that, you grow up with resentment. Well, you know, and I'm not saying college is the epitome. I'm just going to use that as an example. It's a universal example that we most that most, most of us know. You grow up in a home where nobody reads books. Oh, they'll be in that Bible, but they're not going to encourage you to read books, right? And you come up and you say, it's almost time to get out of school, high school. Mommy, daddy, I want to go to college. 
And you know the way it was back in the day. I don't know how it is now. You can get loans. You can get into college if you so desired and qualified. You can do that. You may be attacked immediately with negativity or they'll defeat your mind and your goals subtly. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's nice and everything, but, you know, <laughs> ain't none of us who ever went to college and we did all right. And we did. Why you want to go there? Well, you don't like the way you were raised. We did good. But you got to understand this is a new day. You're not going to achieve the things on higher levels if you don't try to immerse yourself in the world and learn the things that are happening now. The age old way of living is over with the prior generational, the, 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 the prior generations, their way of bringing you up principle wise, if it's proper, is good because we need to go back to that. But if you think that you're not going to use a computer these days, if you think that you're not going to have to really master your communications as far as speech is concerned and as far as writing is concerned and having social skills, manners, knowing how to conduct yourself. You see, that kid that never was corrected and taught that you're not supposed to barge in on somebody's private room will barge in on the CEO of a company because he has a minor issue and he'll get fired because there's a chain of command, but you were never taught that. So you're going to learn some lessons out in the world of what you were never taught. If you were never taught how to drive properly, you'll be driving down the street, scraping up the cars that are parked, hitting off uh, the, the, the rear windows on the side, the side, um, not windows, but mirrors, right? You'll be a mess. Oh, 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 that's what I was supposed to do back there? Stop at the stop sign? Well, is it any wonder why you're in an accident now? You went right into traffic and somebody hit you and it's not their fault. Well, they hit me. It's their fault. Did you read your manual? Do you understand the rules of the road? Evidently, you don't. So this is why it's easy for people to give up because they weren't prepared for the outside world and those damaging forces that can come at you. And their mind becomes defeated before they even move forward. It's a sad thing. So if you allow the media, this thing that really is about mind control, if you allow that to seep into your mind and to seep into the minds of your children, you let social media seep into the minds of your children. This is not about race, but I will say many black people in America, American Africans, they allow their children on social media. I don't know the numbers, but I know it's got to be the overwhelming majority because this has become a substitute culture for us. There are good things in cyberspace. But you have to be very selective. Just the same way there are good things on the television set. If there's a documentary where you can learn from it, you sit down with your parents and you experience it and they will guide you through it. And if they see something that's not proper, off goes the television set. When you see people like Koreans 
Indians from India who are in America. Lots of them, and we can see Japanese. Now, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. But many of them who happen to be affluent and accomplished, they don't allow their children to be defeated by putting in the junk social media like a wildfire in their brain. No, they're very selective. You're not going to have a Facebook page. The only time you'll go on YouTube is when we put it on a TV and we see what you're watching and how you react. We have poisoned the minds of our children and we wonder why. We see mostly our children out there twerking. And they twerking not in a way of a child trying to do that. They're doing it. They're moving their parts like a grown woman. They're grown women who can't even move their bodies like these little girls who have mastered twerking as though it's something of importance. I don't understand it. But then again, I, had, I can't say that because I do. You combine that with low self-esteem. You combine that with a defeated mind. And they can't move forward in the world when they realize that they have not been equipped with the basic skills to be able to navigate on the highest level in this world. Years go by and those of us who catch on realize that I spent all of these years indulging in things that are not going to get me anywhere. And now you find yourself over 30 years old with two and three and four and five babies and 10 baby daddies. I don't know how that works, but I said that as a joke. And now you have to correct yourself from that because see, when you were cussing your mama out and being rebellious, now this is not everybody. I'm just speaking to specific people who are in that category. You just thought you knew it all because you knew how to deal with a man and make him feel good for a while. But then you didn't know how to absorb the lessons that were brought to you that will have you living good for the rest of your life. Isn't that something? And you got to say to yourself, well, I can correct this, but I can't bring the time back. So I want all of you who are younger, who are starting out in life, to try to self-correct the pleasure of attention and, and, and all of the sex and all of the stuff that's overwhelming you that you should not be dealing with now. You cannot handle it. You're pri prioritizing foolishness that's not going to make you strong. And when you see what you're up against and what you have to do in this world, this engineered world, you will be defeated. And it will begin in your mind because you're going to say, how do I do this? I didn't know about that. Nobody taught me this. Or somebody tried to tell me and, and, and I rejected it. If I only knew. Well, you were told, but you didn't want to hear it. You see? So if we're not equipped properly from young, we're going to move in defeat. Because we won't have the basic tools to know that we are capable. And if we know we are capable, why would we do things when we are younger? If we have proper leadership in our lives, even if it's not our parents, it could be an aunt, an uncle, uncle, a uh, uncle. What is that? <laughs> an uncle. It could be, it could be anything lording over you righteously. 
because we're very delicate when we're young. And so when you look at Muhammad Ali, he could see right through the intimidating visage of Sonny Liston. Two men, they both got gloves on. Why does Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay at the time have to be afraid of him? See, that's all Sonny Liston had. And there are a lot of men out here, that's all they have. They don't have anything else. They feel empty inside. They weren't invested in by their parents. And so they're bitter. And they're mad at the one who came up that way. Muhammad Ali, at that time Cassius Clay, had both his parents a loving home. They weren't rich, but they weren't poor either. He didn't fit the mold of the fighter who grew up in the ghettos and things were rough, gunshots and drugs. Mama was a prostitute and all of that type stuff. Father was never around, locked up in jail. He didn't have that. He was a clean cut kid, thinking straight, funny, personable. And those types like a Sonny Liston will not like him. But he knew how to get to him to defeat him before the first blow was ever thrown. And I think that's something that uh, is important to understand. Many of us <coughs> get into the mental habit of defeat. That no matter what we approach and what we do, we already say to ourselves, you know, I'm going to try this and go along with what people say. I'm going to attempt this in a half-assed way, but it ain't going to work out all right. I'm not capable, capable of doing it. I, I, I'm not good enough. No, me, I'm good enough for anything I put my mind to. I will not be defeated. I walk in a very powerful mindset. I have the gift of discernment and I can navigate the sharks and the shark infested waters. And I'm going to keep on coming because I have the force of creation and the creator behind me. And I know that I'm a very necessary tool in the toolbox of life. Even if I'm not needed all the time, I have special gifts that are needed for this world. Am I souped up on myself? By no means. But I'm not down on myself either. I'm not going to walk around with a defeated mind, acting confident, but looking defeated on the inside. Looking in the mirror and feeling as though I'm not good enough. So I have to prove to other people by superficial means that I'm better. But still in the middle of the night, I'm bedazzled by that brother that doesn't have as much. But he has confidence. He has a glow. He has a history. He had parents. He had community who invested in him. And you have to watch out for the attacks of those who want to drag you out into deep waters and drown you because the very thing you have, they did not have. They're defeated. And that's not your issue. It's not your issue. They have got to go within, self-reflect and heal because that's their bloodline. You have nothing to do with that. Many people inherit that mental habit of defeat and it translates into their money it translates into their relationships their family relationships their romantic relationships their basic sense of self-worth low value they embrace defeat they go to bed with defeat they struggle with defeat they want to get away from it but not hard enough because they don't want to face themselves on the inside on the very makeup and wiring in which they were created and it's not their fault. They came into this usually from a dysfunctional family. So you have work to do. If you're hating on somebody else from what they had, 
and their confidence and what they're all about and the talents they have that they're cultivating and working hard to develop, you got issues that you need to go back into your past, into your childhood. If you didn't get along with your daddy, you don't like him, you need to correct that. That's not my problem. I'm sorry. If your mama never gave you a hug and told you she loved you and nurtured you and that little boy in you is suffering, it's not my problem. I would like to be able to help you with that. But sometimes when you try and you identify the issues that these people have within, they'll bite your hand off. They'll bite the hand that offers to help them and turn around and demonize them because they don't want to see and face what they've become all these years and understand why. Many of these people will be outwardly successful. They'll have all the trinkets of outward material success, but they're defeated on the inside. They're not sure of themselves. They stay in certain areas where they can shine to a point and fool you, but they really don't know. They admire people who are well-learned and, and, and studied, but they'll pretend to know so much. But when you press them, they really don't know much at all. It's sad, the people who play pretend out here. It's amazing. But that's their family inheritance. See? And when you are positive coming up in a household like this, and you always had a way of seeing things in a positive way, the family must defeat your spirit. The brothers, the sisters, the mama, the daddy, the aunt, the cousins, all of y'all, everybody gets around you to rally around. Why are you such an oddball being so positive when a defeated mentality is what's prevalent here? And this is the way it's always been. And you're not going to be a troublemaker to shine and make it seem like we never did anything. Because if you get away and shine in the world and develop yourself and have this confidence, it, it, it forces us to look inside and see when you're this way, this is what you do, and you're not doing it on purpose. You're not doing it to show off. You're living in your purpose. So when you're confident and every day you're going after your goals and it's evident that you're doing it and you're rising up and ascending, that one who is defeated, because as we say, defeat begins in the mind, they may talk a good game. But they never accomplish anything of note. They never better themselves. They feel bad because the person that they were five years ago, they're the same person 10 years ago. And I'm not talking about what you make on your paycheck. You can have that increased. But it doesn't mean you have grown as a human being. Because as you get older, if you're not ascending in your personal growth, you're valued less and less. So either you face the work that needs to be done or you increase uh, 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 the stories that you tell about yourself, the made up lies fabricated that can't be proven because it's so many years ago, maybe in a different country. You see, I got friends that anything I say online, they'll pull my coattail like, yo, man, you, you, you never did that. But see, I never had to go through that because all the things I say about my upbringing is true. I have a lot of secret people out here who are friends of mine who listen to what I have to say. And they know all of the things I've been through, pretty much. So I don't have to get out here and lie. You'll never see in the conversation, hey, you, you fabricated your whole life. You ain't have no parents. You was on the street, in the mud, 
begging other families for food, which is unfortunate if you see that. But how do you stop defeat to begin in your mind? You have to work on yourself. See, because all of this illusion out here, people making up false resumes about their past, People amping themselves up on social media, out of shape and fat, removing pimples, slimming themselves down and look like something that they're not. This is a world of play pretend. Who's real? Who put in the work? Those are the ones who will not be defeated. Because we have so many facades out here. So many people wearing a mask. So many men walking around in their gorilla suits and I will defeat you and I'm going to scare you and I'm going to, and their little boys on the inside. Get out of here. Get out of here. I read these people like a cheap novel, but they go on in life with this fake persona already defeated because they're not confident enough to really go and face themselves and they never truly live life. Isn't that something? You see, when you're a fighter going in the ring, and you know you're confident, you can even lose the fight, get beat down. You're not defeated because you know that sometimes this happens, but it doesn't make you question your mental internally. You see what I mean? It's a very important thing that we have to have. But yes, when anybody is defeated, it first happens in the mind. And when anyone is defeated, they first have to accept that defeat before the time comes for them to prove themselves to the world. They must accept it. That's got to be a terrible feeling. There are many people who feel as though because they have a connection to Africa in the diaspora, let's just say American Africans, right? And because they are that, and they've been so beat down by the media, so beat down by their family, so beat down by the neighborhood, everything they look at, it's dark is, is, is worse, black is bad, white is good. And there's so many people who have adopted this mentality that it's very tough to get over that. A beautiful, melanated girl growing up through teen years into her 20s, drop dead gorgeous but defeated in her mind because of the world that she lives in. That's so sad that you have these other ones who are pale and washed out, no shapes, no, no nothing to them. You got to Photoshop them. You got to put the proper light on them. You got to put the makeup on them. You got to change the way they look and put it out there and, and convince the world. And if you see them without all of that stuff, you wouldn't even recognize them. And we have sisters out here who are just so gorgeous without anything added. Nothing extra necessary. And they will feel down because of the world that we're in. That makes them feel defeated. And it's in their mind that they're no good. That they have nothing to offer. That no man would desire them for them to be their wives. So they take punishment. They take the abuse because I'm nothing anyway. This is the way it's supposed to be. You see how sick that is? You see how bad that is? We're not talking about a boxing match right now. We're talking about real life.
You're in a job and you're producing so much for that company. But yet and still, when it comes time to get more money at the end of the year or whenever that time comes for your review, you accept what they give you. But somebody that you train that doesn't know anything about that particular job in that category, in that department, you train them. They don't have your uh, scholastic credentials, but you train them. And because of nepotism, they get in and they end up being your supervisor, getting paid more than you. And you're the one propping them up. Because every other day they're coming to you to solve a problem that only you can solve because you have the experience and the expertise. But guess what? You help them. They get more than you. You train them a year and a half ago and they're over you and you've been there 15 years. And they're taking more time than they should be allowed, but you can't get the proper vacation when you want it after being there so long. But you're defeated in your mind because you think you're less because of the way the world is and possibly your family. So again, what's the cure? What's the solution? Lance, you talk too much. (laughs) Well, let's bring the solution. We need to detox and cut ourselves off from anybody who brings that sick, twisted, toxic ideology to our mind, to our world. They drop little seeds when you're not looking. They make a comment. Oh, you've been in the sun recently a whole lot. I haven't seen you in a month. You so dark. You've been in the sun. So if you equate dark with bad, oh, God, I'm bad. I must look bad. But you all are planning on going out that night. So now you as a single woman see a nice gentleman who's trying to check you out in a righteous way, in a decent way. You put your head down in defeat and he goes for the next woman that appears to be confident. But you're the person that he should have been with anyway because you have so much to give. And that one that appears to be confident is the one who's going to bring him the most hell. So we got to look into ourselves. We've got a clean house because most of the time, from what I see in my experience, what we have in our house as trash and dirt and useless items were put there before in our family bloodline. I'm not talking about physical trash, that too, but the way our minds have been wired. You see a guy like Mike Tyson? He had such a terrible childhood. Mother was prostituting, real father wasn't around. He grew up in the streets. He learned to be tough, getting arrested dozens and dozens of times before he was 13 years old. The environment got to him. Now, I'm not going to do the white savior complex type thing, but in this situation, when he was upstate in a particular home, he was locked up, right? But there was a guy who helped him out, saw how big and strong he was. How he liked to fight. He brought him to Custom Model and he said, I see something in you. Now, it doesn't mean Custom Model was a saint because I know more about that story than most people do. But he instilled in him the belief and the knowledge, not even just belief, but knowing how awesome he could be. Every day, feeding this into a psyche. Giving him lessons on life, but not enough because, you know, after Cuss died and he got around different people, Mike Tyson, you know, he the world got to him. He kind of unraveled. He would have been better as a fighter if Cuss Tomato lived longer. 
because he wasn't going to argue with him. But that's, that, that's a prime example of your environment getting to you. And if boxing didn't come into his life, who knows? We would have never known who Mike Tyson was in that particular case, right? So it's very important that we know, even if we're not being fed, we can administer this proper medicine to ourselves. Look in the mirror and say, yes, I am worthy. I am mighty. I was put here for a reason. I was put here to do something. Whether the world acknowledges it or not, I'm here and I'm here for a purpose and nobody's going to deny me by their poison words that they try to put in my mind. You got to be on guard for that. You know, because when you do, and you got to be careful when you're positive, you start to heal because people will want to wreck it up for you. Girl, you ain't never going to do nothing. Anybody in our family, this neighborhood, they never did nothing. Man, what you trying to be? Oh, man, shoot, you better go out there and hustle, sling some rocks if you want some money. You over here suffering, trying to be good. You're going to waste your years, man. You better go do what you got to do to get that cash. And we end up dead or locked up. Because the system is not going for that. It doesn't mean that you're weak because you go along with the system, but you have to outsmart the system. You have to outsmart it. And when those in law enforcement or those who think nothing of us see us come up brilliantly, even if you took a bruise in your record and re recuperated from that. I made it to 60 years old. I did so 57 and a half years in America. And got through it and been through so much. And it didn't get me. It didn't defeat me. And the only way I got through it is because of my parents and what they put in me. People from outside of America don't know what goes on there as much. Yeah, we can see what goes on there. But back in the day, they come to the country. I don't know how these black Americans don't do. They're so lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have a Caribbean father, a Jamaican father. Old school, not these old clown Jamaicans who glorify guns and glorify this gang stuff and selling drugs. Not those, but a hardworking, decent man with high moral expectations and standing and would accept nothing but the best. That's how I was trained. He was my custom model. And my mother was also in many different ways. You see, when you go and you look in your kitchen, and you see a knife, you see a fork, you see a spoon. The fork doesn't get jealous of the spoon. You don't take the fork to dish out some soup. You only pull the solid items up and the rest of the broth will be left. So the fork should not get jealous of the spoon because the spoon is made in a very unique way. The spoon doesn't try to do the job of a fork. You try eating steak with a knife and a spoon. It ain't going to work too tough. So we're all made in a unique way. And when you have a household with parents that know their roles and they overlap, they all overlap. And their common goal is to get this nutrition and get this food inside of you. So whatever one can't do or may not do is good, the other fills in. 
the, the, the fork and the spoon, they don't get mad at the knife. The fork needs the knife to cut it down. A piece of steak, you shouldn't be eating steak, but a piece of steak to smaller pieces that you, that you can put in your mouth and digest properly. You see, it's very important that we know our role and we have a balanced household. There's so many households out here. Like I said, it's a touchy subject and this is not a put down to anybody. But most of the issues that we have now go back to our childhood. And when we are defeated perpetually all through life, it begins in the mind, but it began back in childhood. Your root. If you want to kill a tree, you kill its roots. You don't even have to waste time chopping it down. You can go into the earth and spray something toxic that kills the roots. And after a while, the tree gets sick and it falls over. In time. And that's how they do us mentally. That's how we get defeated so fast and punk out and live a life of mediocrity. And we accept that because we don't want the struggle of self-correcting and healing. We can't face it a lot of time. We don't want to do it. It's easy to go get a glass of a, a, a alcoholic beverage and drink and fantasize about, you know, numbing the pain and doing something else and acting silly. It's easy to put a needle in our arm and numb ourselves from the pain. There's a lot of pain in our path and we must deal with it. And even though I had a strong upbringing, I've had to deal with immense pain, but I can see in my life, that's why I had the parents that I had because I didn't know emotionally what was coming in my life. And if I didn't have that, and people who really know me, they say, man, Lance, I couldn't have gone through that. Year after year after year after year, man, I would have, I would have flipped out. Some, some people told I would have killed myself. I said, what? But I always knew that I had a special role in this world. I always knew that I was a special tool for a special purpose, even if I was in the toolbox for a long time and nobody utilized my uniqueness. For some, it comes early. For some, it comes late. And you have to understand that. So if you do have issues from within, set some time to yourself. Get away. If you're in a crowded city, find a park. Or take a long walk. Or go to another part of the city. Or go to another city. If you can, treat yourself to a weekend away from where you live. If you can. And there's so many ways of doing that where it doesn't cost much money. If you have the money, fine. If you don't, get away from that household. If that household is having you sautéed and simmered in defeat and negativity, you have to get away from that. And even as you reconstruct your psyche, make sure that you don't let anybody else in on it who may be negative. Even if they're neutral, you don't know if they're a switcheroo or a switch up. Keep it to yourself. Only people who support you in your growth, you open up to. You can always find somebody in your circle, but be careful. You know who they are. They might be demonized from the very family that you grew up in, but they have a confidence about themselves and you know that you can go to them. You can read many books that are in the library, in bookstores. You can go to the websites and check out how to heal yourself from specific things. Some of us have been molested sexually. 
Some of us have been damaged emotionally from the very people that we should be trusting. There's no reason why defeat should be our legacy in our mind before we go about accomplishing anything. Because you'll never accomplish anything if you have a defeatist attitude. You try to start something out that requires a little money and people come around. Oh, do you have money? Do you, do you have money for that? You don't have any money for that. So what is that designed to do? To pull you down into their mindset because they have a defeatist mindset. They're not confident in themselves. Well, if I'm deficient in any area of my life, I'm going to study and I'm going to learn and I'm going to master that component that I need in my life and in my repertoire so I can ascend and reach the goal. What is it that I need to do? What is necessary to do? What's required of me to function fully? When you go get a tune-up, they check it out with the machine, the diagnostic machine. You know, before the mechanic used to have to go on hands-on, but the machine will tell you, or you have this to correct, or this is not working properly, and you go about doing it, and it's not going to happen overnight. It may take some time, but you have to commit to yourself because like I always say, you are the only person that's going to be with you the amount of time of your whole life. I don't care who it is. They could be the best friend. They could be living with you. They could be your husband, your wife, your lover, whatever, going to bed with you, getting up with you. If you had a, a business where you didn't have to go into the outside world in, in part, like when your husband and wife and the husband goes this to this job and the wife goes to that job or she stays at home, there's time when they're apart. I don't care if you have your own business that you're running where you could be with your lover, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, 24-7. You still are going to spend the entire life with yourself from birth to transition. You're the only one who is guaranteed, unless you're suicidal, not to hurt yourself. You're the only one who's going to spend all the moments of your life. Because one of y'all got to go to the bathroom sometime. One of y'all got to go out and run an errand sometime. So you get me? You're the only one, if you live to 100, that every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, every second of it, you're going to be with yourself. So isn't it worth investing in yourself? Don't you think a little time spent to correct the things that may not have been done right for you to wire you right for the rest of your life, to renew yourself, to bring, you're not going to be a new creature. No, you're going to be what you were supposed to be. These folks go to church, well, you're going to be a new creature, renewed. Yeah, you're going to be renewed, but you're going to be working the way you should. Like I said, when you go to get a tune-up, after the tune-up, usually like, hmm, the car's running good. But you didn't realize how it was running bad and in an inefficient manner. You didn't realize that. But when it's tuned up and it's running smooth, now you see the standard of what should have always been. But you accepted that bad running vehicle because maybe you grew up with bad running vehicles. It all goes back to childhood. When you're used to the best and you know you deserve the best, 
See, there's a lot of folks out here who are so defeated in their mind, they feel they don't deserve anything. Well, I go on and give you this because you know you deserve it, but you know, little old me, you know, ain't nothing good happened to me. No, what? I deserve the best because I put the best effort out there. I do what's necessary. I know that I can do anything that anybody else does. I'm not running around here trying to compare myself to people. I'm not running around here trying to do what other people do, but don't flex on me because there's nothing you doing that I can't do and do better. Anything you can do, I can do better than you. You remember that from back in the day? But I'm not in a competition with anybody. But it's always those people who are defeated, who have that mindset, who want to defeat you to bring you down to their level. And you have to pity them because if only they would take that hate energy that they're executing in your direction and turned it inward and said, you know what? I can't stand Lance. But really and truly, it's because I can't stand me. See, me as Lance, I love me. I love my life. I, I seek to clean the house and take out the trash. Sometimes the trash will get feet and walk out for you when they know that, that you're coming for them. That they know that they have no more room in your life because all they want to sit down is and sit down and peep and look and gossip. Oh, oh, look, oh, who's that person? Oh, who's that? Huh? And again, like I said, I'm not trying to live a life where I'm found dead on the keyboard. I do a little bit of YouTube. I do social media. But do you stay in front of your stove all day because you know you have to eat? You dedicate so much time to something and you get off and you live the other facets of your life, which is so beautiful. When I'm up in the country and looking over the mountains. Wow, I've been missing all this. Take a nice walk out in nature. You're walking next to somebody who you don't know. You greet each other. And because you're walking in the same direction, this happened to me the other day. And you start talking, oh, my name is so, oh, you're from America. Yes, I am. You were born and raised here. Fine. Tell me about up here. They tell you the history of it. They embrace you. You're walking light. Your spirit is cleansed. Not these defeated people, toxic people who haven't even put their feet in the ground. They'll know all these things and talk about all these things, but they're doing the opposite. Their internal organs are so saturated with toxic chemicals from the food that they eat. Their mind is so defeated because all their life, that's what was fed to them. But they can turn around and talk positivity into somebody else, but they're not doing it for themselves. What kind of world are we living in? It's like what looks real is fake and what looks fake is real. Because the truly real people are going after real things. They're not trying to cover themselves up and hide the things that they know about on the inside. Like Teddy Pendergrass said back in, in the late 70s, I think it was the late 70s. Yeah, it was the late 70s. Remember the song? You can't hide from yourself. You can't hide from yourself. You can't. You can't. You can put a little social media platform out there or a persona and fool people. But you're not really fooling anybody. But some of us are so good 
that we don't want to go back and do the rewiring and the reconstruction of ourself to get away from the toxic family dysfunctions that oftentimes we fool ourselves and we live a life defeated in our mind and can never go full throttle to embrace life in its fullest of majesties. And so we're cut off like a person who never comes outside and gets sunlight. Oh, I'm going to be getting a lot of sunlight these days. It's a beautiful thing. And then you won't have to cling on to things that don't really feed your soul nutritionally. You see, you're doing different things that don't bring you any sense of true gratification. Snuffling around and sniffing around like a pig in the mud all up in other people's lives and you can't fix your own. I love what's happening to me now. The ascension, the variety. I used to be online so much because I worked hard toward that and I wasn't trying to cover up anything, but I, I, I believed in it for a while, but now I see what it does to people and it ain't going to do that to me. It's a business and a hobby. And the other parts of it that most people don't know, the business part I'm focusing on because I have all day, every day, with no real responsibilities to focus on this. It's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. And I thank the creator for those who he removed from my life and those who he added in. And that's my personal business. It's a beautiful thing. And even I seek to rewire and correct things in my past. It may not be as much as the next person, but we all should seek to embellish our lives and come clean with ourselves and face certain things. Only then you can heal. And when you heal completely of those trappings of the past that indoctrination put in your mind, you will never have to deal with the fact that defeat begins in the mind because you walk as a champion. And you know, as you do that ring walk to the ring, symbolically to fight in this engineered system that you're equipped to deal with any style of what comes at you and anything or any blow thrown at you. Much love to you all. Like, share, and subscribe. I'm glad you were here. It's an honor. I don't care if this gets negative 250 hits, but the few who come, beautiful. I'm glad. Let's vibe again tomorrow. I'll be back. Lance Curve on to the next one. I love you so much. Peace. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.